joining me now for locked on gators like he does uh, he's basically a co-host at this point john garcia sports Creative <laughs> director of football recruiting locked on's recruiting insider and before we get into it i'd like to thank linkedin jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the locked on college network linkedin jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to Pass your post your draft for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. So John, uh, DJ Lagway, who I, again, another guy who I know we just did a recording <laughs> right before this and it's going to be from yesterday's uh, bonus episode, but spoke about him at nauseam Gators fans tweeting about him, you know, Lagway to the swamp signs, hanging from the frat houses, all that stuff. Uh, he's finally set a date, which, I feel like a couple months ago, we were like, hey, this could be a thing that happens around the new year. Um, and he, he finally said it. December 7th, Florida is in that big list of finalists, which um, you mentioned in the last episode with, I think it was Oak and Lolo. You were like, look, like it's not a, a 10 to 12 thing. Like that's that's not the feel. It's much smaller by that point with how late we are in the cycle. Uh, and you mentioned Oak and Lolo, like going to be releasing a top five. But with Lagway highly ranked quarterback a lot of people have him listed as one of the best in the nation what should we expect this late in the cycle now for him yeah this is kind of it for him you know the the only box left to check is is a visit out to usc uh he's already been out there for an unofficial uh but this is a game visit uh for, for the notre dame game which is a big deal uh, out that way big rivalry and obviously this year usc will be um, you know, needing that win uh, to continue any hopes they have of, of a college football playoff berth. Uh, obviously, Lincoln Riley, whenever he covets a quarterback, it's a big deal. It's something to keep an eye on for everybody involved in following where these top quarterbacks may go. Now, that said, he's a Texas kid. There's certainly traction with those schools. I think Baylor, where he's a legacy recruit and visited, uh, I think, last week or two weeks ago, uh, that's a big deal. That's a school that's always going to be involved uh, with him. Uh, A&M and TCU kind of in that same regard in state, um, obviously offensively in two different directions. A&M wants to get there. They need guys like Lagway to do it. TCU is there in year one uh, under Sonny Dykes. So that's something that obviously the, the Horned Frogs have up their stock with a lot of, of offensive recruits, Lagway included. And then Florida to me. I think Florida in traditional SEC country has done the best job of recruiting DJ Lagway. A lot of the other schools zeroed in on different quarterbacks at different times. And Florida early, really, I feel like as soon as they looked at 2024, Lagway was their guy. And, and Billy Napier and that entire offensive staff have zeroed in on that. He's taken multiple trips out to the swamp. He's called Florida a dream school. He's called this fit his ideal fit. Um, and again, he's he's probably the top dual threat in 24, just like a real dual threat, not mobile, a dual threat that you can actually call run plays for. And in that regard, you could make the argument that Anthony Richardson in this current Florida offense is the one that that makes the most sense in terms of projecting him to slide right into it. So there's true momentum for Florida. It's not a dark horse kind of deal. Uh, some people consider Florida the favorite. I think USC is kind of the dark horse for me because, again, Lincoln Riley trying to rebuild that thing uh, out west, um, and they're getting the last visit. Those two things in conjunction with one another would have me worried as a Gators fan to a degree. But I do think Florida should feel comfortable about this because they have approached 24 recruiting beginning with DJ Lagway, while a lot of these other schools 
went in on uh, Julian Sayan or Dylan Rayola or some of these other top 24, CJ Carr, who's committed to Notre Dame now. And as these dominoes fell, they recalibrated and shifted to DJ Lagway as opposed to Florida opening up and beginning that process with Lagway as, as kind of the clear number one guy on their board at the quarterback position. So I think uh, that's big for Florida. And I think the timeline is big for Florida, right? If, if he would have carried it into next year, into the, the typical window for quarterbacks, which is usually the spring of their junior year or the summer ahead of their senior year, I think other schools like a USC could have really chipped away if Florida has built a lead here. But because it's going to go down in December, just in a few weeks, I think that's huge for Florida. I think that impression, that theoretical lead might be too big for another school to overcome in, in just a matter of, of days and weeks as opposed to months. So I think Florida is in a great spot and uh, Gators fans need to keep an eye on, on that December 7th date. Yeah. I feel like with every school um, in, in like gen- what's perceptually like the top, like five, I feel like every school for Lagway has a solid case. I will say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to A and M. I was. You can go anywhere. I wouldn't go to A and M, man. Um, but you know, Florida. Obviously, we talked about this last time. We talked about DJ Lagway, where it was. You know, Anthony Richardson's development hasn't been as quickly as it hasn't gone as quick as we thought it would. In recent weeks, he's picked up significantly. He's made strides, so I think you can make that argument. USC, obviously, Lincoln Riley is always going to be on, on every QB, like you mentioned. Baylor, the legacy. TCU, I mean, Sonny Dykes can go, look, Max Duggan was thought of as a lower-tier quarterback for most of his career since he was just starting as a freshman, and he's playing better football than he's ever played in just one year. Imagine what I can do with you in multiple years. Uh, so there's there's a lot of schools that have the case for him. But with Florida, they've got two commits already, two four-stars committed already in Miles Graham, Chauncey Bowens, number 13 in the nation right now, and I know it's very early in this cycle. But what would that mean where DJ Lagway has openly said, I want to start building my recruiting class at whatever school? And that's kind of why he set the date for December 7th. So what does that mean for Florida if you can reel in your star quarterback? You've already got one of the best linebackers and running backs committed to your 2024 class. Well, it's perfect. It's really the one thing we haven't seen Billy Napier do because it's, it's only the first full cycle, right? 2023 quarterback was tough early on, right? Um, they identified a bunch of guys, went after Rashada before he committed to Miami, Dante Moore, just a bunch of dudes who ended up elsewhere. And then flip Marcus Stokes, I believe late in the summer. And then obviously just flip Jaden Rashada. So they're, they're still helping build the class, but it's for a shorter period of time. I mean, Rashada is going to get to know these guys and then it's going to be signing day right so it's it's not the same as more than a year out more than a year out from the early period in that 24 class having a guy like that on board well-known texas kid my goodness the possibilities in that state alone should intrigue uh fans of wherever you know he makes his verbal commitment and the continuity building that continuity in the class i think is something that florida was was unable to accomplish and most first-year coaches are unable to accomplish because you're often playing catch up, right? When most programs had turned the page to 2023, Billy Napier was trying to finish out 2022 and deal with the portal and deal with his own roster. So now it's it's kind of what we expect Florida to be going forward, right? You have all the needs very much out on the table and you can target and covet guys early on ahead of time so that when they do get committed and, and on board, they can help you build the class and be an extension of 
uh, of this coaching staff that wants to recruit at a, at a high level. So I think Lagway would be a great ambassador. And he's already, like you said, talked about being the leader of a class, which is something that shouldn't always be assumed. Just because you're a great quarterback doesn't mean you're going to be this great leader of the group text, if you will. Uh, but having that publicly out there already, I, I do think says a lot uh, about what DJ wants to do. So wherever he picks on the seventh is, is going to get not only an elite quarterback to potentially be the face of, of their program in the future, but a guy who's going to galvanize recruits to join him at school X. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe because the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. I have it myself. I've told the story before. Vacation, Portugal, this past June. Got a notification that was like, hey, Doug, there's someone in your yard. Um, and luckily, it was a false alarm because it was just a kid with a ball. But if it wasn't, one, I would have been screwed because I, I wasn't here. And I don't live like, like directly next to family, but also just, I'm glad that it wasn't because it was a false alarm, but I still, it's like, okay, like at least I know if something was happening, I can, you know, call the cops or anything, but not an issue. Thankfully, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown college. And remember, there's no safe like Simply Safe. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. And when I'm thinking unbelievable abilities on the field, for this week and, and thrilling moments on the field for this week. Not many for the Florida Gators, but it's got to be Deshaun Reynolds. I was between two Deshaun Reynolds plays, so that's what we're talking about here. Um, I, I'm going with the touchdown catch on fourth down, three minutes left to make it a one-touchdown game at that point. Yeah, you, you have to go with that. The game sucked, but if that moment didn't didn't fire you up a little bit, then I don't know what will. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. On just switching to the defensive side of the ball now for the rest of this, uh, Darius Hayes is someone who, I'll say, intrigued me. Um, Florida's obviously in on him. They're pushing for him. I need to know what kind of player you think he's going to be at the next level. And I don't I don't even necessarily mean he's going to be a stud. I mean, what is he going to do because he's listed as 6 foot 4, 210 pounds. Obviously the length is great, the height is great. That's all wonderful. Um but when you look at the other edges on this Florida Gators defense, specifically looking at outside linebacker cuz you know we have Prince Liam and Miel Allen on one side and he's the end and then on the other side, you have a stand-up edge rusher, which is where we're assuming Darius Hayes is going to play. But at the same time, 210 pounds makes him 20 to 30 to 35, 40 pounds lighter than every other Gators edge defender. So what kind of player does he project to be? How will adding that weight, assuming Florida is going to make him add that weight, how will adding that weight maybe change him? Well, I think the good news is that it's the class of 24, right? So you've got uh, well over a year, even if he's an early enrollee, well over a year between uh, now and when he actually gets to Gainesville, assuming he ends up as a Gator for good. Uh, so I do think there's a lot of time for just kind of the natural progression 
to take place. So maybe he arrives at 225, 230, as opposed to 210, 215. I think that would be a huge difference just from a starting point of perspective. But yeah, he's look, he's, he's a tall drink of water and he's slim. I mean, there's really no other way around it at this point. Um, his skill set, I will say, is versatile. You know, he's comfortable, definitely comfortable and most comfortable, I would say, rushing the passer. But he can set the edge. He can drop if you need him to. Uh, so I do think if he happens to stay on the lighter side, you can throw in some hybrid possibilities uh, with Hayes' game, assuming, again, he ends up uh, in Gainesville for good. So I do think that's a possibility. But look, he's most comfortable as a pass rusher. You want him as a stand-up guy uh, playing uh, opposite a, a more traditional defensive end. I don't think he's going to fill out enough to be a traditional defensive end. So I think that's kind of that's kind of where it has to be from the Florida perspective, especially with some of the, the, the schools uh, that are covering him and, and the type of competition Florida has in order to win this recruitment. I do think that he's going to have to be that stand-up player, and obviously there's weight that has to come along with it. But he knows it. He's at a good program at Largo, and he's got time. I think that's the most important part of, of looking at this thing. But it will be fascinating to watch because this is something that Florida has dealt with in the past. I remember Mohamed Diabate in high school was like 205 pounds, and he was electric on the field, uh, a can't-miss type guy. But everyone wondered just what would that look like because he was most comfortable rushing the passer, but he didn't have the frame that Hayes has where he he was taller and longer. Diabate a little bit more, uh, you know, 6'1", 6'2", in that range, so he didn't have the room to fill out quite that way. So he ends up at, at inside linebacker at, at various points. So I don't think it's to that degree, but it is something to watch where, unfortunately, the skill set isn't the primary point of conversation with the recruit, even though Darius Hayes is, is a darn good one. Yeah, and then another guy who's Florida's targeting is Jalen Hayward, who's playing safety. Um, with him, I'm I'm pretty interested because he's got a ton of high power five offers. You know, he's got uh, Georgia, Florida, Florida State. I know Alabama's in there as well. I think um, he is an interesting one because he's already got a teammate committed, uh, and I get it. You know, they're not the same position group at all. Jalen Hayward's a safety. Bryce Lovett is an interior offensive lineman. Um, but or we'll say offensive line. Who knows where these kids are going to play when they get to the next level? Right. right. <laughs> but um, how does that kind of play into recruiting? As far as I mean, we see with IMG kids all the time, but IMG is a bit different because IMG is just a, a beast. It's it's just a different beast of a high school or high school prep school. Um, and don't, don't you guys, air quote on this show, don't, young man? Don't, don't, don't air quote <laughs> IMG, I guess. <laughs> and um. Brian Bryce Lovett, also from Rockledge, committed to the 2023 class. How does that kind of play into his recruitment and potential commitment to the Florida Gators for 2024? Yeah, I think anytime you have a friend uh, that you can lean on for information, it's a big deal, right? These guys are separated by a year, so by the time things get to the nitty-gritty for Hayward, uh, you know, Lovett will already be in Gainesville for good. So if there's a question mark, he can call his buddy. You know, that that's something so underrated in the recruiting process, right? Cause we talk about coaches recruiting and uh, recruits talking to each other in the same class. But when you've got uh, a bit of time and distance between someone else, you know, that it's already there, you know, players want to hear from players. Recruits want to hear from current players. And when it's a former high school teammate, it just you know, kind of accelerates 
the communication part of the process. Uh, so it'll certainly not hurt Florida unless Lovett has a horrible time in Gainesville, which is certainly possible, but not probable. So on top of that, look, he, he loves Florida, right? He's called Florida his dream school. He's got a top six. It's loaded, as you said, a bunch of offers here, but he's familiar with campus. He's been up for, I think, two games this year. Um, the, the sooner he commits, the better from the Florida perspective, because uh, they're, they're absolutely in the in the driver's seat or close to it at this point. And love it is, is kind of an icing on top of, of that cake, if you will, from a long term perspective. So it does help. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and it. And it can help you. Uh, now and in the future, right? Because now you could build a bit of a pipeline to Rockledge High School after Hayward. So now it becomes, uh, you know, something to look at every single cycle as opposed to just one or two. But yeah, the, the Gators are in a really good spot for both these uncommitted guys, Hayes, or actually all three we talked about, you know, Lagway, Hayes, uh, and Hayward. Yeah, I'm going to hope that they continue to fill out that 2024 class. And it, it's, it's hard for me because it looks so promising right now. And years of being a Gators fan have prepared me for it to suck. Um, and I, I'm just fully prepared for it. I, I just, I can't wait to be hurt again. That, that's, that's when I'm walking away with this. Thank you so much, John. This was John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's director of football recruiting, locked on recruiting insider. This is the last time he's going to be here this weekend. Um, we'll probably have him again on later this week, but thank you, John. Anytime, boss.